Hello friends, how's it going? Just wanted to check in with you real quick. Wanted to say hello to all of our new listeners around the world, especially in Hong Kong. We just came online over there, so I want to welcome you guys. Um, please feel free to drop a message. You got the email in the description of the show. Welcome to all our new listeners. Uh, we're, we're growing little by little, and it's exciting. And I just wanted to thank you and I wanted to welcome our friends from Hong Kong. Hit the music. Testing, testing, one, two, three. Testing, testing, one, two, three. We are on the air. This is Thesis. I mean, the Persian Empire's army was so big, they would dry out the rivers. But Herodotus says that in his, in his book, when, when all my life, growing up, through the 80s, all I remember being taught at school is that we should be colorblind. But now it seems like these people that call themselves progressives are looking back past the civil rights to where now I should care about what skin color I am or the other person is. Educate yourself, open your eyes. Don't be led around like sheep or cattle. Government will always push its boundaries, no matter who is in charge. Today's show, I wanted to talk about a little bit about uh, like legalization and things like that. When markets get saturated, only the strong survive. We see the crossover from what religion teaches us about behaviors, and we can see the proof in the science. I'm not scared of the virus. I'm not scared of the pandemic. You know why? Because I know that there's something greater than all of this. This is Thesis. Everything is everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. All right, three, two, one, we are on the air. This is Thesis, Everything is Everything. I am your host, Jay Marie. How's it going out there, fellas? I hope you find yourself well. We are coming to you live from Zombieland today. Actually, I am at one of my favorite spots here at the park, at Keys Park, where I like to come run. I tell you all about it all the time. And I uh, got uh, someone here with me that I wanted to introduce you, uh, introduce to you guys. I got sitting here with me, uh, Mr. Joe Donnell. How's it going today? Fine, fine. You right. doing? You had a good day today. Fine. All right, good. Day went fine. Right on. So, um, you know, we, I ran into you the other day, and uh, we chatted for a minute, and you you had a, a interesting story to tell. Um, so, you know, as our listeners know, how I like to do things out here is, uh, you know, I'm pretty mobile, so um, I'm on the go, and I'm always looking for a good story. Um, so as our listeners also know that what we do here is, uh, you know, we, we're a lot about positivity and, 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 uh, you know, life lessons and, uh, taking those things and, and, you know, making something good out of it and knowing that even though that we're struggling or whatever, that we can get through it. And, uh, you mentioned something about, um, uh, yourself. So I wanted to see if you, uh, if you would share that with us, you know, with our listeners. So, um, so, uh, where were you born? I was born in Palestine, Texas, July 16, 1957. But my thing to do, I'm going to tell you a little thing about my life before I go in further. At the age, of, in 1976, I went to prison in Angola, Louisiana, for, for, for selling drugs. And then I did time in Angola. And because that's the biggest thing I do today, talk about my life. Because it's going to help them somebody. I'm trying to keep you know, a lot of older or young out of the penitentiary being listened to. It listened to me and follow me. Because I didn't have no role model in my life. When I left Palestine at the age of 13, I came to Dallas. 
I didn't have nowhere to stay. I was living down the street, trying to make in me. Couldn't find a job at a young age, at the age of 13 years old. I got in the drug attitude with my uncle. He said, give me a bag of weed, told me to go sit it. And I sold it. I, got, I said, ooh, that looks that was so easy. And I kept doing it, doing it, doing it. And then I got into the co big game of cocaine. I said, he had me deliver some cocaine in a briefcase. If you know what I'm talking about. I said, when I got ready to deliver to the brother, I only covered police. Told me to come in. He introduced me who he was. He said, I've been watching you, Joe, for a long time. I've been watching you. He said, who you selling drugs for? I said, I ain't going to tell you this. <laughs> you know what? <clears throat> Pause right there. All right, let's back up a little bit. So you were born in, Palis in Palestine? I was, no, I was born in West Dallas. Yeah. But I was, I, realized I was born in Palestine because I was young at two, age, age uh, two. Right. And you you raised in, in West Dallas. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, tell me about your mom my or mom, your dad. My mama was named Elaine Massa out of Bontown. I never know my dad, but I know his name was Joe Beasy from Arkansas. Man, know in Arkansas. When I came back to Dallas, I met my mom. She didn't know who I was. I didn't know. And I told her, I called her, Elaine, Elaine, Elaine. She said, who this man keep calling my name? I said, your son, Joe. Joe Boy. That's my nickname. She said, Joe Boy is in prison. I said, no, I'm here right here with you. And she said, I don't want nothing to do with you. And I, I left. All right, okay, okay, okay. Well, hold him up. Well, let's go back to when you were young, okay? Mm -hmm. All right, let's, let's, we're going to get to that point. We're going to okay. get to that point, all right? So, growing up in West Dallas, like, what was the, what, what was, you know, how was the atmosphere? Like, was mom working, you know? Like, what was going on uh, when you were growing up in West Dallas? Okay, in West Dallas, my mama didn't raise me. Her sister raised me. All right, so your aunt raised me. I, I thought it was my mom at the time. Uh -huh. She told me who my mom was, and she told me who my real father was. And like I said, she showed me a picture, and she said, you go to South Dallas on Pennsylvania, and Malcolm Hayes, you'd be open a long time ago. He said, you'll find a tall branch skin lady there. You know, and then when you start asking them questions, that's when I start asking them questions. And that shocked me. Because, you know, you want to know who your family was. Yeah, yeah. Because, like I said, when I got a certain age, like when I was seven years old, she was there with my mom. My auntie's mother, I called my mom, her name Geneva. She was there all the time. And then at the age of 13, you know, like I said, I came back to Dallas. Because I was saying here and here, Palestine, Palestine. So I, want, I, want to find, I want to find who my real family was. Mm -hmm. So I was like, my mom, they have one child, I own a child, my daddy. He was married to a woman in Arkansas. I never know. I'm talking about, like I said, I, my mom and daddy, break it down to you, my mom was out there prostitution. She had me the age of 14, and my daddy was a little older. And when she told him about me, she said, you were pregnant by him. He didn't want, he didn't really believe it. He said, you've been sleeping with all these men. She said, no, I ain't sleeping with nobody but you. And that went all down. I, like I said, I didn't find my mama over out there. I told her, you know, I was hurt. I went to my mom, I called my mom, and told her about it. I found who my mom was. She said, Joe boy, don't worry about that. I've been your mom for this long. And you didn't know your mom. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, now as an adult, you can look back and see, yeah. you can see like, yeah, it's, it's, 
It must have been hard. I mean, yeah. it, it, who yeah. knows? Back in them days, I can see her for a young woman out there on the street. And her, her mom didn't want to do with her. And she went to the street, survived. And she never what happened to me. So uh, you, you were living with your aunt, and then you were bouncing back and forth. Probably even wish that. Probably So when uh, you say your uncle uh, or your cousin introduced you to drugs, well, he showed My you. My uncle, Chicago. How old were you? Well, at the time, I was, I was going, going on 14. You were going. So mm-hmm. you were probably middle school or high school. I never go to school. Oh, you didn't go to school? Not at the time. I didn't go to school. So so what was the last grade of school you went to? I was in the, in the seventh grade. All right. So middle school, that was it. After that, you yeah, didn't go to high I school. Yeah, I lived in the street. So, so, so when you were at that age, you like looking back as an adult, were you like, were you like a knucklehead just running around? Or were you just trying to survive? Fit, fit in and I would get with the wrong crowd. My, my mentor, my mentor, the guy was 18 years old. He would tell me about the street. He said, you don't trust nobody in the street. He said, you have to look out for yourself. If somebody tries to do a punk you out, try to take your money, or try to do anything to it, you have to learn. He told me how to fight, but I couldn't fight that good. Mm-hmm. I know how to keep a person off me. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, when I got with my uncle, he taught me the dope game, how to shot, teach me how to shoot a pistol and all that. I didn't tell you, I was big like I am now. I'm big for my head, but I had a full beard, a lot of her. I lived like my own. When like, you were when you were teenager. Mm-hmm, I didn't live like that. I lived like I'm a duck, grown man. Yeah. And why people look at me I, like look like I, now they say, you don't look your age. Yeah, I can develop myself. I oh, have yeah, raised, no, raised myself. Yeah, yeah. Cause I was sleeping in the, you know, in the, like like a vanity like a vanity house. Sometimes I slept on the bench. Back in them days, you would slept on the bench. People didn't bar you. And because if they know it, you, and like I said, if they know who you is and know your family, they won't bar you. Yeah, yeah. You always have somebody looking out for you. Mm-hmm. So, so you started selling drugs? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, did you make a little, little something? Make a little money? I made enough to survive. People survive. Back, back in there, back in there, on, on like, when I was saying, I was saying, peel, serve, and all that. You know, I didn't tell you that. Put it somewhere and go back and get it, and take it under, they're gonna change. Cause you know if you get caught, like I said, they put they watching me. Mm-hmm. He, he won't know what we get to. who to be to kill who I'm, who, who I'm sitting for. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And give him. Where you getting it from? Mm-hmm. So, so you were saying, so what? Okay, so at the age of fifteen, you got in some trouble. Yeah, fifteen. <laughs> you got a little trouble, huh? Tell us about that. Okay. But, but, but like, you know, like, first of all, okay, first of all, what you do? Drug. Uh, so what you get in trouble for? Drug. So they caught you with what? Some, about, uh, some weed? The, the first time, it was about two ounces of weed. Uh-huh. Okay, they gave me, they put me in the juvenile. Uh-huh. That's what I was, in juvenile. Yeah. I stayed in the juvenile until I got 7, 8, 17. Yeah. Then they let me out. That's when I got all back in the big old thing then. See, that when they can set me on in the penitentiary. Uh-huh. Because when you're 15, they had to put you in juvenile. Yeah, yeah. And then they was kids, somebody going to punk you out, do all kind of things. And when I got out, after two years, I was 17. That's when I got rid of the big thing. And I, got, I went back to my uncle's house, and I told him, I need to boss some money. 
He said, I ain't got no money. I got drugs. He gave me a briefcase and drugs. And that's when I was going to try to make my lick. Because mm -hmm. I, I had, I, I had something like this in a little bag. And the rest I had somewhere stashed. Yeah. And then nobody couldn't see it. And that's why I said, police, he, he let me do what I got to do. Then he finally see what I was doing more than when he got me. I got you. Mm -hmm. So uh, you were just surviving. And um, so what, what uh, uh, so did you, you say you got in trouble again after yeah, that? Yeah, when I got out, I did, I did 10 years and then go and got out. 10 years for? Drugs. Oh, and so. And then I went back So again. how old were you that time? I was, at that time, I, was, I just turned 20. You were 20 mm -hmm. and you did 10 years? Mm -hmm. When I got out this time, two weeks later, I'm back in, in, in Seagullville, same thing, delivering this old truck. And I did, I did, I did nine years. And it's like, all my life was, because, like I said, I was trying to make it in me, couldn't find no job. Really, I wasn't looking for no job. I was You're so you well, that fast money. Yeah, yeah, you get comfortable. Mm -hmm. I was there. I used, yeah. to, I used to sell drugs too, and yeah. it was also it was a combination of laziness, like I ain't trying to work for the man or whatever, yeah. and then it's the quickness of making that that quick buck or whatever. Yeah. It happens, you know. Yeah. The the yeah. problem is for those who can't break away from it or get trapped in it or lose their life because of it. Yeah, you know? but when I like I said when I when I got out, I found. I found my Israel. I was married then. I met an older woman. And at the time, she was, I was 19. I met her while I was in prison. She was a TC officer. And then you know, I found my father. And then when she said she was pregnant by me, I still didn't believe it. I had to take a DNA and all this to help her. It was my daughter and all this. But the, the main thing, I tried to break away. I couldn't find, I wanted a job, couldn't find a job, they had a place to stay. I was living on the street trying to, try, trying to make that fast money. Cause it was so easy to make. If I can go out there right now with a pill, with a pill of drugs, I can make a thousand dollars. That's easy. Cause when you get somebody, working for somebody, you they give you a pill bottle. You ain't never get any to give you $150. That's a whole lot of money for a young man like me. And I was, I was making it. And I had a pistol in my pocket. I didn't take no mess. But see, he was making more money. I got tired of doing making this man money. I thought I was working for myself. I thought I was buying drugs. From, I had a friend of mine know who I was like, for drugs. And he spot me an eight ball. And I made about it. Oh, you can start flipping, right? Yeah, I, mean, I was flipping it back to my money. Pay for that and go buy some more. That's because that's, that's, that's a scare. Yeah, that's, 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 that's how you feel. But see, Survival, man. That's what it's all about out there. Yeah. I mean, and hey, I mean, we understand we've been there. You know, it, it's it's rough, man, because, you know, when when we think of, like, the criminal, right, mm -hmm. quote, unquote, the drug dealer or whatever, damn, there is a stigma, right? Mm -hmm. But... I know some people are just trying to survive. Yeah. You know, and like, who am I? You know, I I can't say nothing because I was there. Yeah. You know, that's, so it's, it's that's the same thing. You see, it's out there, the same way that the day you look at it as the day. See, cause when I go, when I go, and I go, I mind my own business. And I see things. I say, I say, that was me. That was me. If I wouldn't stop, I'd be in prison for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. And see, that when I like I said it was. When I came out the second time, the whole thing flipped over then on me. It wasn't something different. 
When I found out I had a daughter about that, that went out in front of the woman behind it. This is it. It's first time, drug, 15, then another drug again, two weeks later, back in the same old thing. Mm-hmm. This is cycle. Because I wouldn't try, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have nobody, no guiding. I just making that fast money. Yeah. Trying to fire. You didn't know any better? Mm-mm. Then you have to, you look, you look, because in my lifetime, today I see when I came out in 2000, in 90 to 2000, I went back in, the, in, the, in that frame thing. But I got with an old convict, laced me up, taught me the fighting game. I really know how to fight, but he showed me how to fight more. Mm-hmm. And how to, in the so joint? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he started putting me in the barber. That's when the barber come in and fit. See, that's why I say I use the Bible. See, these young folks don't have a teacher like me. I look back over my life at the age of 13 in the street. You got, you know, these people, get, you know, get they get them old gangsters, get them young, get them sell drugs when you got all that drugs on your neck, making all that fast money. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money to do. But it, it's a choice. If you going to come out of it or you're going to die in it. And... Also, if there's more folks, like, so there's a lot of kids in the hood who, you know, without a dad or whatever, and the next, the next people that they're looking up to are beside their moms or uncles and stuff is a the guys deal. in the neighborhood, you a know? Deal, yeah. yeah. And you get, you get like right now, if you ever go to South Dollar or anywhere, they see a vanity house, they'll buy a dope man, buy the house and make a dope house out of it. See, I, I ain't, like I said, I learned a lot of things when I was out there in the world mm-hmm. for teaching myself. I had to teach myself about this. And when I came to reality, I teach, started teaching myself better. I can do better than that. Because I, I can work like, the yeah, day four years, I, walked, I went to South Dallas. See my cousin. He's in the hood. Yeah. And he's uh, this guy, know my uncle. He said, Joe Boy. I said, how you know me? He said, I know you, you, I've been knowing you for years, old guy, about 90 some years. He said, you, you used to be around Chicago Red and the other club. He thought his name in there. I said, man, he remember you. He remember when I was coming up. He said, you still selling drugs and all. I'm preaching. That was that come in effect. All of them, all the bad part of it, I had to learn from it. That's why my goal today, I'm trying to, do the right thing. Some listen to me, some don't. But I don't get mad at them if they choose their life. But I like I would tell them, you gonna you gonna die in that in, that, in drug kidding, or you gonna, you gonna come out of it. And see, my thing, I'm just trying to help somebody along with. And then what is the story about helping people? Cause I, like I, said, I ain't no better than nobody else. That's right. Cause that's where I come. <laughs> I come from the hood. I don't forget where I come from, and that's what I talk about. You know. um, it's strange because so see, I I think I get really deep into thought and philosophical and stuff and like humility can't be taught. It cannot be taught whatsoever. You know, it's it's a process. It seems like you know, like you have to be broken down. Yeah, you have to break, break, you break, have broken, to be on the broken and reshaped. Floor. You have to be restructured. Yeah. You know, I think that's I think that's how humility reveals uh, kind of appears in it kind of reveals itself in people or something yeah. like that because you know i think people 
It's funny. Yeah. You know, people people would be like, stay humble, and they're trying to flex, you know, with gold. And, like, I think you got to, I think you misunderstand what humility is. You know, people yeah. people have the wrong idea, you know. And then another thing, you look at it like, like in California, you have to get, it, get in, a, in, a, in a game to fight. If you don't get in a game, they don't get that. It's the same way. It go either way. You look at the society today. You get got right now. You see most of these young boys, uh, seven and eleven years old. Big man, get them on to the. You be their own, own family, tell them out, and they like that. Mm -hmm. I have, like I said, I have seen my nephew. He always he, he, he do he'll be time to do. He's back in prison, but I try to tell them that it's not they dope ain't here. You gonna die? Get your job. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's like where it is. You have to learn how to survive. But either way it goes. We definitely, um, I talked with a friend of mine. She works for the city of Dallas, and uh, she's actually going to be on the show soon. But there's, there's leadership is, is missing in the community. You know, we have these loudmouth, you know, community leaders and stuff that talk big game. But yeah. that's there's, there's a so much leadership missing. But even more on the ground level, at home with with fathers, you know, somehow there's a lot of homes where there's no fathers. Yeah. And then where the homes that there are fathers, you know, maybe they're too busy with 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 work that they don't have time to be a father. You know, be a father. There's, a, there's a lot of that missing. You know, even in the Hispanic community, my my dad didn't know how to be a father. Nobody taught him how to be a father. So in in turn, he didn't teach me how to be a father. You know, I tried my best to to be the best I could uh, as an example to my son, you know, and then hopefully as he grows and he has his kids, then he's going to be the best example, you know, mm -hmm. so that chain can get, 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 get broken, but we need more, we need to be more vocal, you know, like what you're doing, you know. Well, um, see, you know a lot, see, a lot of people always say they can use the Bible. I don't have nothing, I said, if I can't, I'd have been raised in church. Why am I say this? Well, you can be, you can teach a child everything about the Bible. He going to find Trouble out there. You are, if you ain't went through nothing, like you say, if you, if you didn't have a father to teach you, how can you teach your child? Mm -hmm. It take it take a, a, you can get a baby. He has to take a strong man, mind. Mm -hmm. He has to really want to be with his kid day after day after. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to work, and when you come home, you get in there. There's something that goes on. They talk. Yeah. Talk to him. So they don't do they don't talk they don't listen. Kids raising themselves. Yep, because we're all in our own world. Mm -hmm. Even uh, us as adults, you know, especially nowadays with the with the phones and the social media, you know, a lot of a lot of uh, adults, a lot of parents are wasting time over here and neglecting maybe more precious time that should be you know with with the kids. There's a lot of things in modern society that are affecting this, you know. And then the lack of leadership in in the community, you know. Um, you know, because, like, you know, guys hanging out and having fun, all of that yeah. is great and fun. Mm -hmm. But when there's going to be moments when, when who God knows what happens. And then leadership, there's going to have to be, leaders are going to have to rise up. And usually times, hard times, you know, reveal who the leaders are, you know. But in, you, in the family, in the neighborhood, yeah. in the community, you know. But even still, I think even, let's say, let's use the, like, war terms. Even during peacetime, like right now, we still need leaders, you know, vocal leaders, you know, about about principles, you know, yeah, about how about we behave 
uh, ourselves in our community, and maybe the crime rate will come down if we learn how to behave with each but other. Yeah, see, they got to go back to bring back the old structure. That's what the pro- that's the problem. Why they like this all like that? Cause ain't no structure. Ain't no like you said. Ain't no guy in the house. Mm-hmm. Back when they call when you remember if you back when they, when they had it on the, that on the commercials at ten o'clock. You know where your children are. Mm-hmm. See, they don't teach that no more. Man, when I when we get if your mama with me at your at Joha, I get another woman. Out. They don't do that no more. Yeah. If you with yeah. my kid, I'm gonna shoot you. We, we they didn't come back with that instruction now. Yeah. Yeah. See all this, they took all this out of that. That's why all this it, it ain't no discipline now. Yeah. Cause you cause the cause kids get the get, say I'm gonna call nine one one. Cause when I when I when I was growing up, we didn't have phone. We had beach uh, pager. Yeah, yeah. Like that, yeah. and that's what I said. And see, and even still, see, it seems like so. I remember uh, coming up as a kid, we we respected authority. Yeah. Even though we were childish and wanted to be tough at school or whatever, we still feared authority. Mm-hmm. You know, principals, police, like, oh shit, I don't want to get in trouble. But like now, these these younger generations, like a total disregard for authority yeah, yeah. for parents. For, for teachers, for principals. I've seen videos of, of students hitting and fighting with the teachers, you know, uh, arguing with their moms and dad and disrespecting police. You know, all this stuff, these are, these are, these are signs, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, for the lack of a better term, of, of, of a deteriorating society that we need to get a hold of and we need to start doing it quickly. Not, you know, it's not like the time is of the essence, but this is, through the eyes of history, I study history. Through the eyes of history, this is how societies collapse. The rot within, when people stop caring about each other, when people think it's okay to smash windows or, or punch a white person simply because he's white. These things are, are the rot that, that start eating away at a civil society, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's something that we got to work on through, through the church, you know, through, you know, through social media, through what we do here in podcasting, teaching each other, trying to teach the younger generations who, who want to listen, because it's still up to that individual to want to try to change who they are, to want to listen, to want to learn, take instruction from older people who might have a little wisdom to share, you know, but it's a, it's a rough road, where it's a tough yeah, road it, ahead. It, it got to, see, why, like, I can go all on my own thing, because that's a good topic. It started at home. If you don't teach your kids coming up, don't diss them. They gonna they gonna they gonna they drove it. They gonna all of it. If you like, I'm gonna go back. They like the Bible say in the Old Testament what they did back then. Do you see it working today? It's the same way. Ain't no different. Come back and down there. And when uh, man was sleeping with men, women, all that, still say that. This is same. But it's still the same. But uh, we don't have no guidance. That way yeah, you, you got to put the instruction in there. Nothing new under the sun. Yeah, like but you got to put the instruction. You ain't putting the instruction in, in your kid when they come up. You start dissing your kid at the age of four. You going to teach them how to walk and all that? You start teaching them. If you don't, just, if you don't teach them, no, they going to teach themselves. Everything. That way, Respect, that way. love. All of it. Oh, see, that's what, that's what I said. We can teach the Bible to them, but you don't teach about the bad people. It's the bad first. You know, I think um, there there's a seems like a time frame, maybe of about twenty or thirty years, where a lot of parents 
let the TV let grow the children up, you mm-hmm. know? I think nowadays, you know, younger parents, um, nowadays, I think, really pay more attention to the education of the kids and stuff. But there was a time when parents were working and whatever, turn the TV on and boom, you know? And uh, I think that's a, that's a lot of us who, who messed a lot of stuff up, probably. Because, yeah, see, like, I'm 45, you know? So I'm kind of in that range mm-hmm. of, of that time frame a little bit, maybe a little bit some of the, the younger cats that came after me. But, you know, there's, <clears throat> I think it's very important. Um, look, look how peaceful everything is. Man, I mean, dang, I don't even, like, honestly, I, I don't turn TV on because it's all just lies and craziness. Look at how beautiful, look. Look how we're in the shade, hanging out. See, Amazing, like it. it's beautiful. See, like I said, my, my, my real mom, my real daddy raised me. My ain't. She didn't raise me. She, I was there. But you sort of raised yourself. Yeah, but mo, you know what mo, mo, made me out of Bill Main? My grandfather. My grandfather. He Every morning, at 3 o'clock in the morning, he said, wake me up. There ain't no brother. Go out there and milk the car. Go out there and chop the wood. Get out of the head. See, that's why I missed them things. That's what made me. I didn't get in trouble until I came back to the but around my grandfather, he didn't play there. Man. He didn't play there. Hey, imagine, uh, imagine how life would have been different if you would have stayed over on uh, with the, with your grandpa. Well, he he died at early age. Oh, he died, all right, so he, you had to move around. Yeah, he he died at age of fourteen. My grandma died at age of fifteen. Yeah, and that's when I had to raise myself. Cause they, I could have stayed there in Palestine, but I choose to come back at the dollar to find my mom. I want to know who my mom was. Yeah, I want to, you know, I want that love, that tough love. Yeah. But as, like I said, when I came out of everything, my mama died two years, uh, two, not two years, two days before I got out of prison this time. I missed that. I was not a day go by. I cried. And why more time you see me now? I be crying in the inside, but I don't never show it. That's the same thing. I be trying to tell my wife, I, my kids, my wife, my kids now. And they don't, they don't show no respect. You see? All that, I told them all that, go back in the back in the childhood. So you feel guilty because you weren't you weren't out when your mom died. You mm-hmm. were in, in, guilty in, in jail. I think because me, I think I killed my mom because I was putting a lot of stress on words and things. Because every time she used to come down and see me, I'm locked up fighting. I take my anger at the boss. I love. I, I told you when the, when the man taught me how to fight, mm-hmm. I get a medication every day, every day. I pick on the boss. I cuss them out, throw pee on them. Yeah. I, the woman, God, woman comes through, and I throw some. <coughs> so, you, so you like to rumble. So I, like, I like to rumble. Pro- I like you to provoke the, the guards yeah. so you can so give you a roughing. But yeah. you want to fight. Yeah, I would like that. That's where I would now. I'm peaceful. Because my grandkids, my daughter, my older grandson, he, his pain was down past his butt. His mom said, you better put your pain your dad, your granddad see you. That old man got nothing. I didn't put my hand on my grandson. <laughs> see, that, that hurt. I had to put his head on it two times. I said, it's fat back. I see it. All these young folks, walk, you know, you're walking with their mom. But you don't find very sudden what he's saying. I see a woman while ago, the woman whooping. You leave me alone. That, that brought back memory. I said, you ought to, you ought to put his pain down and whoop it. He said, no, nah, I can't do that. I go, I go to jail. I said, if he ain't in my house, I'm going to whoop him. See, that's why I said they need to go back with the discipline. That's what they, 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 they talk about discipline. 
children raising themselves. Yeah. They got the, if you, they were so, they're scared to go to jail, behind money and all that. But this ain't, you got no thoughts, but some distance. That's why the penalty is so full. That's why all the girls, all like this, they passed the law, you can't whoop your kid, all that. That's still yeah. taking. All, all uh, it does is, is, is kind of creating that pathway, like, because of the lack of discipline at home, mm-hmm. there's going to be a higher possibility that you're going to be a knucklehead at a young uh, age, yeah. growing up, and mm-hmm. you're going to do something stupid. You know, if you don't have that lead, that guidance from 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 parents or whatever, that discipline, because you gotta get your butt whipped sometimes. Yeah. Hey, I remember I used to do some dumb shit too. My yeah, dad but. had to work me up sometimes, you know. <laughs> but see, these days you hear an eight year old girl, she got a, she got a body like a grown woman. You, you, that's what I'm saying. There ain't no discipline now. Yeah, and uh, um, like parents are scared to whip like so so because you know even just the thought of the kid can call the the five-o on you Mm -hmm. just the thought of that that that'll tell you know that'll make a parent hold back you know pull their punches like damn you know so it's just like a self-fulfilling prophecy almost even you know what i'm saying that's why i said all the discipline every time i'm saying need to go discipline because that's why i said that's why my book i said god gave me that Vision when I got out, and I asked him to take everything from me. And I, when I started first started writing my book, I wrote it three different times because I didn't put the him in there. But you know, it was a discipline. And I was thinking, I thought about it, I prayed over it. And I said, God, I have to use this to get something out of him. But you got to parent, like you said, if they never experienced it, they can't, they can't touch it. It's hard, it's, yeah, it's harder, uh, it's harder to, like for instance, so I've been an addict, you know. My wife left, divorced, you know, I've been homeless, you know, mm. so it, the whole nine yards, right? So now I'm I'm blessed, you know, I, I run a small company, I'm, I've lacked nothing, you know? Uh, so I try to do my best to, to pay back, you know, to the folks who need it, the people in my neighborhood, whatever. Um, uh, but it's like, like you say, discipline, you know, growing up, a lot of these things, even like at school, you know, they don't focus in. They used to, you know, back in the day, they yeah. would do metal shop, wood shop, mm-hmm. and now they, they don't have none of that. And I think uh, when you teach people, uh, kids at a young age responsibility and stuff, that carries through their adulthood. But the schools are the schools have already took all that stuff out. Yeah. The family at home ain't doing it because of, of work or whatever. Some families are broken up one parent homes and stuff all these things together you know have repercussions in in society and stuff you know yeah that what the, that uh, the card i gave you it's about see people don't gonna see like me i got 10 men and 10 women so now i'm cruising to more and they were the best teachers to come out of something but we i'm not trying to like the jailhouse they don't want to go because they want money but see, I asked them, can I go in the, in the school? Yeah, they can. And tell them. But they don't, they don't want nobody to go in and tell them like that. No, they want to, because the, the, the teacher is key. Scared. Yeah. Yeah, and the administrators, they, they, they think, they, they think they're protecting the kids by keeping, let's say, somebody who would talk to them harsh, not harshly, but, yeah. you know, hey, this is what's going to fucking happen to you all if you, you know, they're scared to, 
they want to protect the children from those harsh words. Yeah, you know? they're right. But that's what they need to hear. You got Jesus, I got to tell everybody. You want to be so busy, you've been so good, you forget you a child too. But my thing, you start with the bad of it. You got to put the bad first. It's like the Bazama, when I be telling my wife about something, but she gave me a uh, you pick up me. I said, you left home at a certain age, and then your daughter the same way. But you, if you don't put the, you didn't tell her what happened to you, but you should going to take her, keep her, not find out. And when you find out, it, hurt, it hurts you. But you don't tell them right then what went on in your life. See, not like me. I tell anybody, I ain't always like this. I had somebody. I had my, my like I said, my uncle and my grandfather fight me like this. He didn't whoop the wolf. He whooped you with the fist. He said, you want to be a man? Fight me. You whoop me, I'll let you know. It's the same way a garden on Coldfield and Captain Strange. Mm -hmm. He never write you up. He'll fight you like this. <clears throat> I used be, I when I get punched, I used to be, you, 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 Put my side naked and all that. <laughs> Made me do their chores. And I, I wouldn't fight back. I was scared. Because my granddad, you got to learn how to fight. They don't keep running over you. And I said, no. And I kept it. And then this nigga said, a lot of things I went, I went through. And that's why I love, like I love to talk about my bad friends. Because good ain't really coming for me. I want to talk about the bad. Yeah. I want somebody to understand what it is. That's why I, I say when that book go out there, I'm going to make sure I'll pray somebody buy it and listen and look to it and understand it. This man done been through, been through hell. Mm -hmm. and then, but you but you don't put no bad with it, you ain't. Yeah, you I mean, hey, hey, pat them hey, on the shoulder. They that's, the, do it. that's the thing is, um, you know, so when, when we accept responsibility, you know, for our actions and our behaviors and when we, when we want to change ourselves, accepting responsibility means telling the truth. That's right. Out here and in here, mm -hmm. you know. So when we share these stories, we want to be genuine and truthful, you know. That's right. And I, I mean, and if it, it it just comes from the heart, you know. And especially if if you want to see you, your mission is mm -hmm. you want it to be a learn. A, a, you want it, people to be able to learn from your bads mm -hmm. before they commit their bads, you know. Those type of things, or even those who let's say. Like, you know, you do the prison ministry and all that. Um, letting them know that it's not over. It's not over because you're behind the bars. You know, it's not over when I was drugged out of my mind. You know, maybe I thought it was. It's not over even when I put that, that, that rope around my neck. You know, it's not over. When, I, my, when my wife left, you know, it's crushing. And, you know, and we're much more stronger than what we know yeah. because we haven't been taught that we're strong. We can handle so much more weight, but we're never taught. And, and, and I think that's another thing that's missing is I want people to know that you have the power. You have so mm -hmm. much power, yeah. you know, you can handle, we can handle so much. I mean, look, look at your story, you know, yeah. you don't know who your mom is and the things that she and all this. That's a lot of weight, you know, that's a, 
to carry a lifetime of not knowing and like all these things, you know, it's it's crazy. But we can handle it if we choose to. Yeah, but if we it, let it beat us down, yeah. then. Just like you said, like you said, you the people don't know how what I've been through. But right now, I might seem like I'm happy. I'm still struggling. Cause yes. you know, cause it ain't, it ain't because the back then. It's about now. Cause I'm having a lot of problems with the kids. My my wife's kids, they don't have no respect for me. And she don't have no respect. She ain't trying to help me. That's a lot of stress out. And sometimes I feel like when I go home, give me a gun and shoot the whole family. But I said, no, I, I think, you know, you, know you, you think, you know, you think that, but you, you, <laughs> yeah. so what you going to be right back in the same way. Exactly. But see, that just shows that how, how normal that, that stuff is, that mm -hmm. behavior, you know, those thoughts and stuff. I mean, mm -hmm. dude, we should understand as, as believers, we understand, but the world out there, we need more in general. People need to understand that yeah. we're all imperfect. We're all capable of making errors yeah. and we've all, and we've all made it serious errors in our lives you know right you know too. these lessons you know these lessons that when christ says judge not right just not you want to be look think of that think of i always tell myself if if a if a judgmental thought comes into my mind i tell myself whoa whoa whoa, whoa. i know like i tell i remind myself i know what you've done so i'm talking to myself mm -hmm. i know all the bad stuff that you've done i have no clue about that person whatsoever so who am i to even begin to even think anything improper or judgmental mm -hmm. about somebody who I have no clue. I said, yeah, talk about my, I tell my, you know, talk, talk about yourself, yourself yeah. because you know what you've done, you know? So, you know, we got to, that's kind of a discipline that I've developed within myself to stop me from judging people or, or even speaking out of term. Mm -hmm. You know, I like to, uh, I like to think out my, my words properly think them out before I say them you know those type right. of things that's a discipline that I've that I've been trying to work on because man in the hood we're so we're so quick to pop off people you know ah whatever and you know and that's not freaking cool you know like I don't I don't think that like I like calm yeah. rationality talk you know peace I don't I don't like to fight now you know of course yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah moment cut right but I'm a, I'm a peaceful not a peaceful person because I'm a rational person, logical, you know, those type of things. But like I said, when, when, when that motion comes to you, you know what the best thing to do is? Go back to the hood. <laughs> go back, I'm dead. They go, that's what I do. Go back to South Dutch. I have walk from right, where I say, Diane, uh -huh. if, from Infant, South Dutch walk. Why is that? See, if Christ can do it, but I, I, I look at it. If I can go back where I come from, I feel a lot better. Cause I, and, I just, and I just looked around. I said, God, is what you brought me from? Is what you want me to go back to, to help somebody? But you have to you working on yourself. You cleaning yourself. Mm -hmm. You working on. You say, if, if I went through that and I made it out, I can go through anything. The Bible says I can do all things. If you go back where you come from, mm -hmm. you remember who brought you out. But see, people don't. People forget where they come from. That's why they did it. That's why they keep all these things. That's why they keep on saying this. I told a guy named Craig Walker. I told a lot of big shot down the police station. I go down. And I said, I told him, y'all doing y'all job. And then the other guys, I'm going to look at what I was saying. said, you putting yourself in. They ain't putting you back in. They ain't putting you in. You locking yourself back up because you don't want to listen. You, you talk, you talk. More though you listen. As I preach a sermon, say you talk too much, 
Then listen. Yep. You start listening more. Yeah, listen more. Because you heard that you talking, I'm talking. We can't get nobody, nobody can't get you. That's like this. <laughs> yeah, Bob yeah. yeah. And that way it is, all that distance still coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh I, I get into a lot of discussion with, with younger with younger guys. Uh and one of the things that I've noticed is the that listening, you know, like hold on, you know. Let me get this idea out to you or something, but there's like a, no, like, like, I don't want to hear new ideas or something weird, you know, um, but it has to, it has to be born inside of them to want to learn something new or yeah. listen to a different perspective or something like that, you know. Well, I, well, my, my thing, I'm trying to do, I'm praying, I pray that I'm going to let God leave. I like to find some people, we get right, right, somewhere right, right here. And then it, it, like we had 20 men or 10 men, they didn't want to speak about something. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't, I'm not that they're too scared, too scared <laughs> to tell somebody they've been to prison or whatever. Yeah. They, don't, they don't want to tell the story. I, I know, I, don't, I can do it by myself. Yeah. I can talk all day long. Shoot. I can talk about anything. Yeah. Anything I'm talking about dope, <laughs> pimping women. I know, I, I, like I said, it's helping me. Cause I get when I get some relief, yeah. Like you were telling me that, I turn it out. I love talking. And what else? People need it, and we need to put it on there anyway. Yeah, it, it's a, uh, you know, we're we're a vessel, right? Yeah. And um, and just like a vessel, it only holds so much water mm -hmm. before it overflows. Um, keeping things in, not that. You know, it's, it's when it comes to like emotional or anger and those things need to be released. We, we need to talk about those things because then we'll explode. You know, memories and experiences, those things should be shared, but for the benefit of, of the others around us. Um, but definitely like, yeah, we're a vessel. If you keep anger in, you keep bitterness and all that, it's gonna, and you never vent it by talking to each other and listening and reaching out to each other, it's going to be an explosion, you know? Yeah, we like to do, I, I like to do this once a week. Every, every Thursday. Yeah. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it, 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 you know, we put it out there in the app, mm -hmm. and you put it in there, put it out there, and people can see what we give a spawn back. I got, I got listeners in Hong Kong. Yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, we go all that. That's what, that's, what, that's what I said about that. I want to expand mm -hmm. my nature. Because if this man come out of the penitentiary after 25 years and don't do better, I was nobody. Now I'm somebody. People used to call my phone and tell me, "Right there, you come no on." No cheating. We're working. <laughs> come on, get involved. <laughs> no, but yeah, you know, um, we make just being who we are. Mm -hmm. You know, people notice it. You know, Joe's changed, right? Since before, people notice it. You know, a lot of people. Sometimes you might have heard it. Mm -hmm. You know, some. Good folk, like, you know, your good friends will tell you, man, for real, like, I've known, you know, people tell you, I've noticed the change in you, and, you know, way to go. You know, it's the, but, but we're constantly, we want to constantly continue yeah. to change, yeah. and while we're doing it, even unknowing to, maybe we don't notice it, but we're an example to others, yeah. you know, and maybe they don't even say nothing, but they're kind of seeing us from the outside, like, wow. I want to be like that guy, then, you know? And then they said, I said, I said my grandkids tell me this. They don't call me granddad. They call me Papa Joe. You tell me one thing, you doing nothing. See, that was, that's a feedback. 
They're not telling me they pay attention. Yeah. See, that's why I like, that's why I said get involved. We need women. You know, they, they like, oh, we need some people. You know, we're like, we, we, I'm going to pray over that. I'm praying. It's somebody here and want to give up and go free. We need your feedback. Then we're doing more. I, I enjoy it. I release them. So I mean, yeah, I mean. Uh, I, I was hungry. Now I got faith. <laughs> <laughs> and it, like, this is what I do. Like, so I. Uh, you know, I've been working on this in actually just for a few months uh, since March. Uh, but, you know, we got like, uh, this is going to probably be like episode 36. You know, I love it. I love it because it, I love conversation and I love to talk ideas, you know, and I get to share with people out there the stuff that, that I, that I you know, that I like to learn. And like, I like to carry like some books around, you know, and I like, I always, I always, uh, you know, I, I show my friends, and they're always they're always laughing or tripping out because about the Bible and a different thing. Yeah, like Aristotle and the Plato's Republic. You know, like this is my this is my gig. Like this is what I do. You know, uh, I work, I run the company, I study all day. You know, then I do my show. But it's always positive. It's always work hard. It's, you see me out here running. Yeah. It's, it's workout, strength, training, run hard, smart teach you know all these things i try to accept as much responsibility that i can because it keeps me busy it keeps me focused and it keeps me you know like aiming to something you know there's all this i want to make sure i get good content out i want to make sure i keep studying i want to make sure i'm running the the, the company good you know mm. all these things are good for us that's another thing that's lacking when people have a lot of time on their hands at home you know youngsters or even grown young adults too much time on their hands Everybody knows, you know, the, the, devil's play, the devil's playground, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So when you get a job, you know, when people work, when we have responsibility, that's a good thing. We got to start teaching that, man. We need to continue at home, of course, but damn, society has been backing away little by little from these, these fundamental principles of hard work, ethic, family, you know? Like, damn, how come we don't teach these things on that? But see, like me, when I work, I was 17 years. As long as I was, I was, from, I would go work at 630 and get off at 12 hours. But see, that didn't, see, I tell you, me, all I do, work all day, all day long. And I come on, be so tired. But now, I got a lot of, I got a lot of things, I deal with what I want. But you got time now. Yeah, I, mean, I, you, I, you I know, you're good. Yeah, like I said, I yeah. come up here twice. I come in the morning, time, I, I get, I get out of the house. So my thing is outside. The church, that's a building. The church is you. Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell the master what the Lord brought me to. And that helping somebody else. If that man can do it, I can do it. Yeah. But like I said, I want my own, my mouth, my thing, get my own business. And the prison minister is more than prison minister. I like to be a, a motor speaker. I want to go back to school, be a counselor. But I got a lot of ideas. Yeah, and it's I want never to see too late. Like I say, I want to see my man go well now. Him all around the world and helping somebody. Yeah. It don't take but one person. And you often you you never know somebody come to want to get involved with you. Mm -hmm. I always might probably can come. I used to go with them all the time before all this stuff happened. But now you will have to come up here. I can't go. I go to the church. It's closed. You can't be. You can't have a ten people in the church. I don't like none of that shit neither. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like that. 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 I, mean, I, I enjoy. 
I mean, I don't, I don't like that they got the churches closed and all this. Like, it's crazy. But see, that shouldn't stop the people from from fellowship and you know whatever it is that we do in our own individual ways. You know what right. I'm saying? See, for, for me, it's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's never gonna stop. I'm never gonna stop reading books. I'm never gonna stop learning. From I made a choice years ago. You know that I said this is the path that I want to follow. This, this, I, I, I kind of like. I let go of the reins, you know, I, I told God, hey, lead me wherever you want me to go, right. you know, and and so far, the path is something of this, here yeah. with the show, with yeah. what I'm learning, mm-hmm. with what I'm, you know, talking about, and those type of things, like, we all have our own path, right, and I'm just like, okay, I love it, and this is what it's all about, I'm hard work, hard work here, hard work here, you know, and I'm not doing this for money, you know, I, I'm very blessed, I'm fine. You know, it's like it's more out of the love of, of knowledge and the love of wisdom. And, you know, and I, I, I joke with my listeners that that we're like uh, like philosophers in training. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I call myself like a ghetto philosopher because I study the philosophies, you know, uh, and, and it's fun. And I want to I want I want others to feel that same love right. for the no, the desire for the knowledge, mm-hmm. the desire for the wisdom, you know. Like, I want it. I want it so bad. I just want more. You know, there's a thirst there, you know. They're like, you know, I got on my car, I got three different names on it. You got, 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 you time, and want. But it, it all, what all them mean, you, you, you go to God, in the effort you make once you start him. You spend time with him. He will teach you. You ask for the guidance. You ask for the knowledge and understanding. When you learn everything about Christ, and when, when Christ trusts you, He's gonna open the door for you. And you don't, you don't, you don't, when you get in now, and when He help you, don't forget about Him. Think about it, not Him first. That's why I always not God first. Before I came over, before I came up, I pray I said, God, what can I say to get somebody's attention? It ain't about what I'm done here. Anybody to be joking? No, yeah. It's Isn't all about even, you. Yeah. I'm talking about you more. Yeah. Like, but I want you to open the door for these young folks to come in yeah. and learn something from yeah. my bad experience. Yeah, yeah. I didn't have nobody to tell me. I had to learn it for myself. And this is give me a good thing to talk, 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 talk. Yeah, and you know, see, and that's the thing is, um, see, that's humility right there. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like you, it, you couldn't say said it better. It's not about you. It's about the message, right? It's about it's about the principle that yeah. lies above our head. You know what I'm saying? And that's similar to what I'm doing here. Is like, you know, some people maybe might do, you know, podcasts or or, or shows on YouTube or whatever for fame. You know, mm-hmm. and and, and kind of maybe talk of the stuff that's popular or whatever. But see. To me, it's not anything about that. It's more about just, just the search for wisdom. Like I'm seeking it, I mean, wherever I wherever I can find it. You know, yeah, if it's in the ancient scriptures of whatever, if it's in if it's in modern ph- philosophical books, you know, more recent than this, um, you know, wisdom is out there. And I mean, God even tells us in the scriptures. He says, "Look, I'm going to send you, I'm going to send you wise men. I'm going to send you scribes, yeah, and I'm going to send you prophets." Now, does that mean, are those those folks are they only going to come out of it, the church structure, or are they going to be amongst the people? You know, regular folk. You know, imperfect folk. You know, people. I think we get to we get this whole concept the way we see religion 
It's like we hold it, not God, we hold religion to like this high standard. So in our minds, we're thinking, you know, uh, these prophets are going to be at the back of a pulpit, you know, from a church. Mm -hmm. And sure, there's going to be plenty of those, definitely. Yeah. But but that shouldn't, I don't want that to stop people from looking for to prophets out here mm -hmm. who are humble, who are who are of pure mind and pure soul, who, who speak the words of truth. You know, of yeah. prophecy, just because they're not, just because they're not, if they don't have to be speaking of biblical words yeah. mm -hmm. to be prophesying, you know, it. and there's, there's a lot of good folks out here who are prophesying about society. You know, we need to get society under control. We need to get our families under control. We need to get our neighborhoods under control. Why? Because if we don't, this is what's going to happen. Yeah, if we get it. So. So, in quotations, if we get away from God's structure, this is what's going to happen. If the family breaks down, if we don't respect each other, if we don't love each other, if we're hurting each other, what's going to happen? Society is going to break down. That's just what it is. Whether we're looking at it through a, a lens of religion or science, sociology, whatever, it all says the same thing. Act a fool. Your society, uh, you don't have control of your families, your people, whatever. This is the end result. You know, History tells us that. And then, then, like I said, a lot of people are saying things because they said, they said God can't use me. I got a bad background. I've been in prison. That's a bad That's a man. That's who I want in my army. Yeah. You, know what? you know what? Let's take a quick break real quick. Yeah. So we're going to touch on that because I want to explain exactly what I mean. So we're going to take a quick break, guys, and uh, we'll be right back. Okay. All right. And see, here's my problem. I forgot what the heck we were saying right before we went to break. Do you remember? Yeah, we were talking about the, the uh, we were talking about the, uh, about man, we were talking about construction, guys. We can talk about a lot of things. <laughs> I know there was this, some, this, there was some specific. Like right before you had brought some up, I wanted, I had an example of some, but that's cool. No, we, it'll come back. <laughs> yeah, it'll come, it'll come back. But yeah, so. Um, you know, we're, I think, um, you know, there's like a, uh, for a lack of a, a better term, like a, a wussification. You know, we used to, I mean, you know, I, I was in gangs at, you know, when I was in middle school. And, you know, we're, we grew up tough in the streets and, you know, you know how yeah. to fight or whatever. At least know how to hold your own or shanks, whatever, like protect yourself, like tough, right? But nowadays it's like, um, then I gotta, not, I don't want. I don't want. It sounds bad. Like a lot of weak people. Not necessarily, but there's some weakness out there. Like people get offended too quickly yeah. and stuff. Like can't take a joke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but see, no, no, but see, these these days they call you weak. They ain't, they ain't fighting with fists no more. They uh -huh. using guns. Oh they, yeah. They got the fist out of the way. They doing. They using guns now. So that's what they. they so you you can get you can get a gun on three for a little nothing. Cause when they pass that law, everybody can get a phone. Ain't all about that. Yeah, but even like um, simple stuff, you know. I don't know. People just overreact too quickly and stuff. Especially like a younger generation or something. Like older cats. Like if somebody like, first of all, I'm not no. Part of my language. Like I'm not a pussy. Yeah. If somebody says something that's you know racist or whatever like no i'm not a pussy I'm like whatever you know what i'm saying i can i can i have a choice 
how to respond to somebody, let's say if they said some racist or even some stupid. I have a choice to ignore them or, or what's up, you want to fight, you know? I choose to ignore it because that is not worth it. So yeah. when, when, like for instance, so the, philosophically when Christ says, turn the other cheek, what was he saying is some stuff you don't need to even answer. Yeah. Somebody insults you, it doesn't need a response, you know? Somebody step on your brand new shoes, it doesn't need a response. But see, the pride, the anger, the bitterness, and all that, that's what makes people respond and react the way they yeah. do when something like that, that's so simple, happens. And yeah. then, also, whatever's going on in here affects our interpretation of the world around us. Yeah. You know, um, I'm angry about whatever's going on, and I try to order a milkshake or whatever, and they get it wrong, and now I'm pissed off, and I'm chunky shit all over the place at McDonald's mm. because of what's going on in here, yeah, right. because of my problems, not because of what's going on out here. But see, the weakness also, another part of the weakness is, is that folks who look to blame outside, yeah. never looking inward, you know, right. in our communities, I hear this all the time and it pisses me off, is that, you know, why is the crime rate so, like, no, why, why is, in prison, why are there so many Mexicans and so many blacks? My, my logical side says, well, because we caused a lot of fucking problems. Yeah. We commit a lot of fucking crimes. That's why there's more of us in prison. Yeah. You know, but the, the brain, the brainy people on TV and stuff want to say that it's something different. No, I understand. I was in there. I used to sell drugs. I was in gangs. Friends that went to prison. We know what's up. Yeah, we are. What's in there? You know what I'm saying? But when we look in, when we take responsibility, when I take responsibility for my actions, it should, this, this action of me looking inward, we as a society, like for instance, let's say the Latino, and I don't even like talking this way. Like, I don't like separating races. Like, the Latino culture, the black culture, but let's let's just use this for an example. Um, the Latino culture should be able to look inward mm -hmm. also and say, yeah, we have problems in our culture. The black people should be able to look inward into their culture and say, oh, we got problems. The white, everybody, just like an individual. But see, we all should be able to do that regardless of our color, regardless of our background, right? Mm -hmm. But, you know, we can see how, how it it is something... That that is missing because our our communities aren't taking responsibility for what's going on in our communities. They're looking to blame outside stuff for stuff that's happening in our home. How how is it somebody else's fault outside of my home? What's going on in my house? Right? It doesn't make sense. These are principles. These are these principles cross all spectrums: home, family, religion, work. Yeah. Society, cities, governance—they they cross all spectrums, you know. Mm -hmm. And if and if we look at these uh, uh, at these structures, these fundamental ideas, and we follow them, you know, let's say God's rules, right? Mm -hmm. These structures that are fundamental that you can't break, that you can't bend, that you can't argue against because they are their principles are much higher than anything else here in the right, world, right. right? So those principles represent. What let's say what God set up for humanity. Yeah, that way, that way it is. Cause they, 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 they took, they taking God out of everything. They not following the instruction what they say. If we pass, if we go everything he says, follow by himself. We follow them without even all this, we don't have to worry about this. But they don't want to do it. All this, when it's so big, well, money. That's the biggest problem. Money. You get the money. Get the women, get the drugs. The love of money they, they, is they, the yeah. root of all evil. Yeah, but they use it the wrong way. You got you got crooked police off. 
Yeah, people go crazy. People in church. Everywhere you go, everybody got their hands in the cookie jar, trying to get a picture. And then these cowards, politicians, oh, they're the ones that got their cook hands in the cookie jar. These local politicians, man, don't even get me started on these cats. <laughs> I have some beef with. Look, they, they, they've been in the, the local leaders. They, they, you know, they rotate. They yeah. go in, and then the wife becomes, and then the other one, and then oh, then I'll become state senator. All kinds of shit. Always. All they do is rotate, and they never do nothing. All they do is complain. Oh, the southern sector of Dallas. Look, ain't nothing ever happened. Oh, you know why? I know why. Because every time some outside money wanted to come in, white money. Y'all didn't want white money in the south side. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember Laura Miller? Yeah. She didn't. She didn't build Jerryland in South in, in South in South Dallas. Why? Because they didn't want outside money to come in. That's why South Dallas is exactly the same way it is today yeah, that yeah. it was 20 years ago. Well, like, because yeah, these folks aren't leaders. They mm -hmm. could talk a good game and get the vote. And then when they're in the city, what do they do? They don't do nothing. Yeah, yeah, That's fine. all. They don't do nothing for us. And then they want us to give up their vote. Psh, screw these why people. Don't, why don't vote? <laughs> why don't vote? They don't put who they want in now. You know what I'm saying? But, but so see, the, it's like... When I hear, like, for instance, in the scriptures, so I like to mix scripture up with, with philosophy and everything. In the scriptures, it says, right, beware of the false prophet, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, I think there's a misconception of, among us in the church. We think a false prophet is it's only going to be behind the pulpit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not behind the TV screen. Not the uh, agitators, the, the community agitator, you know, whatever. Everywhere. Everywhere. The people who speak, the see, the word prophet. Here, here's the thing. When we hear prophet, we think something like future teller, fortune teller, something like that. <laughs> yeah. Right? But see, the word prophet, uh, when you break down it phonetically in, in Greek, it means to speak forth. Right? Mm -hmm. So that's why it's like, oh, speaking forth, like future forth. Ah, no. Speaking forth. If I stand up and I speak forth to the people, I'm technically a prophet. Right? Mm -hmm. So when we look at that description and think of a false prophet is if I'm up here talking stuff that's poisonous, that's, that's you know, mm. deceitful or whatever, that's the false prophet compared yeah. to the one who's out here talking about higher order principles mm. and respect for the women and let's be a strong father. See, that's a, that's a, I'd follow that prophet because yeah. he's speaking forth words of, of truth, right? Mm. And, and, and we as, as listeners, as followers... Who are looking for teachers got to be aware of these things. We, hey, pay attention to what they're saying. Why? Because if they're saying certain things, then that should tell you don't listen to that person yeah, because yeah. he is false profiting or whatever. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he can be a man or woman. Whoever, whoever, yeah. in any position. Yeah. Of of, it doesn't even have to be of authority. Just the position of of speaking. You mm -hmm. know. Wherever that may be, in a, in a school, in, in a church, and wherever, on the street corner, even, you know what I'm saying? Anywhere, yeah. right? But see, we have, we, you know, have to look. Like, I, when I hear people talking, whoever, uh, whatever, in the church or whatever, I'm listening to what they're saying, and then, in my mind, I'm filtering principles that the scripture teaches and everything, and I'm, everything, all these words are filtering through here, through everything, and then that allows me to say, oh, this is a good fella. He's talking good stuff, mm -hmm. you know. And I don't know. My brain just works that way. And then I, I like to share 
because of that excitement that I get, like when I I get on these rolls, you know, mm-hmm. I get on these rolls and like I can just go on. <laughs> well, you you get something like you can get something talk good, but they don't put in no action with it. <laughs> they talk like they always say you talk good, but where your action at? Yeah. And see and and see and I think each and each and end of everybody in their own individual way. Um, will have an effect. Like, for instance, the folks you reach out to, right? Mm-hmm. The people that, that you speak to, felons or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to have your your mode, boom, of, a, of, of, of messaging. Mm-hmm. You know, I do my messaging uh, right here to a, 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 a different, let's say, type of audience because so, like, we don't focus specifically on religion. Mm-hmm. I, and I do bring it up a lot because of my whole studies and everything. So there's like a whole nother audience, but the idea is what's important because yeah. these ideas cross boundaries, skin colors, yeah. fam, nationalities, religions, because these ideas are, are higher than, than some of these meaningless divisions of, yeah, of right. skin color or regional, uh, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And see, those I, those are the things that, that, that I like, like those, that's my focus is principle. You know, yeah. scriptures, higher order principles, all of that. You know, because they translate. I mean, look. Yeah. If we, if you would have made better choices when you were growing up, you wouldn't have spent all that time in prison, right? So would. <laughs> if somebody, if somebody would have put some time into into teaching you correctly, right? Mm-hmm. Right. So see, there's all these moving parts, man. That if if along the way, if some of these parts don't go the right way. I mean, we all we, we all we know that we know the results. Yeah. You know, we, and I mean, same with me. I mean, I had both parents, but they were busy working. You know, I was a knucklehead, so I was in gangs. I was out there, started selling drugs, all this kind of stuff. You know, mm-hmm. but because my parents were too busy working, to I'd get home from school, they wouldn't get home till six, seven. You know, I'm out and about running around acting a fool with my friends in the neighborhood. You know, that with the ball jumping back to six and twenty-four, we go, you gonna serve. You ain't got no discipline, man. you ain't got nobody, you, you had someone teaching you, watch over you, make sure you did your homework, did what you're supposed to do, because when you come home, you do, you know, all the men know you do, you have to go out to chop the wood, milk the cow, get the head, and then after everything else, you got your school going, then you go out and play. That's well, not we, we, <laughs> Yeah, we that's make structure. Sure. That's what we make. Yeah. You don't have that no more. That's what they, I told you that all that is what they need to go back. I tell, I told somebody else about that. They need to, nah, they, 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 you be spoiled, you be rough on the key. I said, you just be rough to them. That's make them do it, do it, make them learn something. You, you cut down crying. You got all this, you got, crying don't went down a little bit. It like, it like, this is COVID virus. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. That don't got, that most of it ain't, ain't even a lot of you be a lot of you hear somebody got raped or somebody got yeah. Killed. More, I mean, cause yeah, oh, everybody's staying put pretty much. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man, definitely that that structure and that you know that hard work ethic and all that stuff that really affects the growth of of children, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's missing. It really is missing. Cause you see, you look at them, but you look behind you. You always from right there, right by them. They ain't out doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. They always like that. Mm-hmm. Like from baseball, like I guess they, they don't don't have too many on get out there like they want to. Yeah, discipline. Well, that's it. Well, all, you know, all the things. You can't stop it. 
The smart people did do yeah, something. Yeah, but they got good. they got paid. They had that lead thing, all that lead. They got they got money. Oh yeah, yeah. So that's right. That lead smelting plant. Yeah. Yeah. Right there on single. Yeah, but even still, like twenty years ago, before all this boom yeah. in West Dallas, mm-hmm. sure you could find empty lots probably for like five grand. Man, I would have acted a fool if yeah, I would. Back in them days, it was back, it was down, it saw that do different things. Where down every time you go over there, police come out with the gun. <laughs> <laughs> it was bad back in there, but South Dallas is bad in there. Yeah, there's a few you don't neighborhoods. Know nobody over there. You better not think Yeah, there's a few neighborhoods. Uh, Dixon Circle. I, I got folks over there too. Yeah, I got my homeboys oh, over yeah. there. If I, if I, if I drive through there in my freaking, <laughs> if I drive down Dixon in my truck, uh, I better, I better. I, who's this guy? What you doing? Do you it's because everybody knows do each you, other. Do you That's go, the thing. Do you go to Prince Hall? Where? You go by Prince Hall Dixon. Nah, where that? I said Dixon. Oh, down there. Oh, I've been through there. I, I used to go down there when I was working for the cable company. So we'd go hook up like hot cable in the apartments at the projects. But uh, other than that, if I, other than that, if it wasn't for business, yeah, I got no. I got it all over that. Police hollering like a drug freak. I bet, man. They got that. They got that dog train go right down there. Yeah, that's right. Then they got the station right there, right? Ah, I was scared damn. to go over there. I got to go see my cousin. Now. And then I, I went over there last week. And I went through, I went to Prince Hall. And this guy, these two youngsters there, can I help you? I said, I ain't, I ain't trying. I said, what you got? I don't want it. He said, what you talking about? I said, I know what you're doing. Now you know what I'm doing. I know what you're doing. They were slanging or what? Yeah, they slanging. Oh, okay. Oh, trying to see if you're trying yeah, to buy yeah. something. Yeah, oh, right. And I said, I, I asked him about this guy there. I said, sir. I said, you know Frank Beasy? Yeah, I know. Who, who want to know? Tell him, tell him, tell him, tell him jokes on the top to him. Joe, what you want with it? They go tell it. And then they came in there. They, they also had it. They, they, they really caught with the gun. On the shooting, they said, my cousin don't, they don't kill you. You even know it. And they said, don't come out. He said, that's my, that's Joe. That's Joe, boy. He said, he didn't know, they didn't know me, but they old man know me. See, all them old cousins. Yeah. But them yeah, young they, yeah, they, 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 they ain't taking no chance. They'll keep you cooking in the big dog. Uh-huh. That's why I don't go over there. That's the thing, man. This younger generation, they're too quick on, on, yeah, they on some them. dumb shit, man. They trigger you gonna, You're going to waste your, you know, they waste their lives. They kill, they're going to kill somebody and waste their life. And you're going to waste your own life on some dumb shit. You know, because you think you're tough or something. Uh, That's it. Too many people, man. Too many people. They lose their life. I don't take it getting richer. The great getting richer. Look, one time, uh, one time, <laughs> I know he's listening. One time, uh, me and my homeboy, uh, Fabian, were coming home from work. And uh, at that time, I used to carry my little pump in the trunk, you know? So we, we're coming home from work, you know, just having a good time, smoking some weed, whatever it was we're doing. And we're coming down Fort Worth Avenue, and we see these two cats walking on, you know, down the side of the road, two white dudes, I think. And they look like they're arguing. So, you know, me and, me and Fabian, we're just rolling, having a good time. Oh, look at these two guys, because they're, like, walking and kind of, like, you can see them screaming at each other. No, no, no. So, you know, we're stupid young. We're knuckleheads and shit. So, we pull up next to them and yell out some, hey, what the fuck y'all doing? Why y'all fighting? Something stupid. And then they're, at that time, they were already mad. What? <laughs> so, they come and kick the car and shit. Oh, what? So, I, I pulled up to the next parking lot, like, that was maybe 50 yards up. And I look, and here they come. They're both. So now they're they ain't fighting no more. Now they're on the same team. Damn. So here they come. They're running. So in my mind, I'm thinking, 
I'll just pull out my gun and scare him, you know. Fuck it. You know, and, and yeah, I had one in there or whatever. All right, so I jump off the car. And I had a little standard BMW. I get off, and and instead of leaving it and, like, slapping it in neutral and putting the emergency brake, for somehow I left it in the first gear. So when I got out, the car started <laughs> kind of going forward, you know, how it does. So I'm like, oh, shit. So it's moving forward. I look. I see the guys running. So I'm just like, they're coming. Car's rolling forward. Shit. So I go to the trunk. I push the button for the trunk. That bitch is locked. Ah, oh, motherfucker. So my gat's in the trunk. I'm right here. Trunk doesn't open. These fuckers are running towards me. Car's fucking woo, woo, woo. <laughs> Fabian's inside. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> He's like looking back out the window. What do I do? Man, fuck this. So I just jump back in and then fucking jump in it. And so when I jumped in my seat and closed the door, the guys were already right here at the door. So I just punched it. And boo, and we laughed, we were laughing, and it was just a big old goof, yeah, you know? But notice how things could have went way different, yeah, you know? Tragedy. All kinds of ways different. I can't get the trunk open, they reach me, they go, they, they whatever. I do reach the trunk, it is open, I pull it out, they reach me, now what do I do? I'm going to have to pump, you know, I'm going to have to blast one, you know what I'm saying? These moments, these tiny moments, I was talking about it on my last show, that there's these tiny moments, these tiny decisions that we make that are sometimes like this, mm. that can change the course of, of, of history, yeah, of your right. life, of somebody else's yeah, life, right. whatever. And see, and if we're too quick to, if we're too quick to pop off, if we're too quick to react or whatever, we're putting that future at risk, you know? Mm -hmm. If I have an anger problem and I want to whatever, and oh, now I got a gun, whatever, you know? So, you know, slow down, think, breathe, you know what I'm saying? It's crazy, man, those tiny moments. Sometimes it is an accident. Sometimes somebody didn't see the red light, something, yep. you know, those are moments that happen. Yep. But most times it's stuff that we cause by the choices that we've made. That's right, you gotta think, you gotta think. I take a five minute break, do I wanna react? And I said, like I said, all that, I think about the back in my back in family. I always think back. Do I do I want to do that choice to make it do it, or do I want to go on act? Yeah, right. and that, that's how it's. That's every, every week I don't have carry on gun. I, I like the Bible. I just carry that Bible with me everywhere I go. But I got it in my heart. I said, I said, I said, do I want to act on to go the wrong way? What way should I go? If you the refer or on the right, I go to the left. You go to the left, refer. I make I you know I learn how to make the choice right, right choice now, mm -hmm. and I choose to live. I've been out twenty years now. I thank God. I always talk about it. God, oh, you brought me a long way. I can't. I got too much to lose. If I if I if I make one mistake, you call me. I always think about that. If I go back to jail, I won't, I won't be out no more. I'll be in the building for the rest of my life. Three strike. I'm a three-time loser. And that's what I said. I'm, 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 I learned that. That's what keeps me going. Some people want to, don't want to hear it. Some people do hear it. And I don't want to hear nothing about you, what you be in. That back when you're old. Well, yeah, I thank God. I'm, I learned my choice now. I don't want to go back. I ain't even go to hell for nobody. I really be called a cobble, a pussy. Whatever. I'm still living. And that's what keeps me going. 
And they talk to help us. Whenever we talk, it made me feel good. I go home and tell my wife, I put on a good show, you could have been there. But she you can't get out of the house. I can't stay in the house. Every day I'm up there. Yeah. Morning, 7 to 12, they come back at 6 to midnight. midnight. Yeah. I sit there till I want it out. When you left, I left then. The other, the other time I used to stay about 12 o'clock. Police didn't come up and I was I was I want to tell the police be coming up here. Ah. Yeah, you trying to be out here too late. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be and for your own safety too. Yeah. <laughs> you don't know meet some bad people. Out here. Yeah, man. Uh, I think a couple summers ago we had a few uh, a few things happen here. Uh, one dude disappeared. Um, you know, they found his car. He came to run, and uh, like two days later, they found him across Keys. You know, uh-huh. the woods over there. Uh-huh. He was all beat up, so somebody robbed him. I guess when he was running through the trails and they dragged him over there, I don't know what, but yeah. he made it though. He was he was alive. Um, some 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 young cats snatched a, like a chain off of this young girl, stuff like that. But the good thing is like we all get to know each other around here and like oh yeah, I watch I watch my peoples here. You know, if I see somebody acting a fool, oh they gonna get some. You know. I always tell you tell back. I always tell back. I got when I first got out, I got a ticket. See a what? Kind of bat. <laughs> I can see a weapon. Baseball bat? <laughs> yeah. I got jumping while you stay with East Dollar. And we were about, you might already know where all, where all that. Where all the essays are? My old the old. barrio? <laughs> yeah, right. It's, come, it's over there for P. And they got Brian and all back in that area. Uh-huh. Live over and all that. Yeah, yeah. I like you stay over the same thing. I was going to every morning I go over and kiss the buddy at 4 o'clock. They caught me jumping. Thought I had some money. They bust my lip, bust my eye. I went to work with all this. My boss said, What happened? I said, Look, them damn messes jumping. <laughs> <laughs> that boy's over there on that side. Yeah. Hey, tell you the truth. So, so you know, I'm from Oak Cliff. We grew up in Oak Cliff. But back in the day when we were younger, teenager, even when I was a young adult, I'd stay away from uh, from East Dallas. Yeah. Because, man, them boys are crazy over there. What boy East Dallas on the street? And like, uh, where you said, uh, what was that P, uh, P, Brian, Live Oak? But by the high school, whatever that little high school is, uh, off of, uh, where the, there's a golf course, Grand, is it Grand? East Grand. Like East Grand, and then all of that right there. But then on the other side of the freeway, they got that little, that little area they I'll call pay, it. I'll pay, I'll pay off them off of the third on the other side. On the other side, they call it, uh, the, the body. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they still bad over there. They always say, don't let the song get That's the thing is. That neighborhood, they're all related. Like, yeah. they all know each other. They're all related. If you ain't from around there, you don't want to be acting a fool. I ain't worried about it. I go there now. Oh, I mean, like, you know, other yeah. folk who looking for trouble and stuff. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, don't I go got home. I got some <laughs> I got some SAU. I know from back, back in the game. They know me. They they said, they tell me, I said, Joe, I'm glad you're a preacher. I don't want to see you like you are. <laughs> you all got a big old gun. What's that other... Uh, uh, Ledbetter over in West Dallas, mm-hmm. way that little neighborhood they call Ledbetter, uh-huh. same thing over there. It's all just tight knit yeah, family. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, well, all my family from over there. I meet a lot of people. I live mm-hmm. on the same block uh, where we used to live when I was born. So uh-huh. like we've been in the same neighborhood for forever. And you know, earlier you were mentioning about how people leave and forget about the neighborhood or whatever. You forget where they come from. You know, when my kids were growing up, we moved out of Oak Cliff. We went to Mesquite. Uh, because we want you know better schools. We don't want my kids to grow up 
you know, in the hood and stuff. So we got away, you know, yeah. for the sake of our kids, you know, um, and as they grew up and then they graduated and whatever. But by that time, then my wife left and they kind of moved up north more. Yeah. I came back to the hood, you know, and then like I've been here ever since. But like I said, people start putting money back in the and back in the putting back in the in, the, in the hood and, and grow better. Yeah, and see, yeah. investing our time, you know. Mm-hmm. So, so I live here. Uh, I actually work up north, but you know, my time that I invest uh, in whatever I do, whether it's physical or with the friends or talking or this show, whatever. It's like, you mm-hmm. know, I want to make an I want to make a positive effect in my community, however mm-hmm. I can, you know. Yeah, because. That's my neighborhood. That's where I grew up. Yep. You know, all the, we have some neighbors that are the same neighbors from when I was a baby, you know? Yeah. So those things are good. Those are the kind of bonds that, that ho- we all watch out for each other. You know, we all keep an eye on each other. That's why I go, I go back to, back in the neighborhood. The people I know, some older people, they older than me. Yeah. And I, I don't forget. You know, I, I go over there and see how they're doing. They, they need to run somewhere. Go to the store for them, cut their yard or something. I said, I don't mind doing They they taught me. I don't forget where I come from. Yeah. That's the same thing in Palestine. I got, I got a lady, a hood of a you know, police officer, retired police officer. She was a school teacher. And I, when I was writing my book, I took down um, I took a, a CD while I was preaching in the church and let her read my book. Don't worry, you sure don't change. I said, I, I'm glad I'm saying. I'm glad I. I you got to see me, I changed. Yeah, I'm happy to see you where you're at now. But I don't want to see you right there, I'm going to put you in jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's love, though. Yeah, you know, that's like, hey, love. I'm happy where you're at, just don't go back, you know? Because it's just like uh, like in addiction, you know, people, uh, what is it called, when they, you know, they had stopped doing drugs and then they go back, re, re I don't know, they have a special word for it, but. With a dog turned to the so, same vomit. The same thing, you know, same, uh, like a dr- uh, an addict, right? When they're trying to stop, and then they they relapse. Take a, yeah, they relapse. There you go. Yeah, it's the um, same thing with 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 us when we're trying to change our lives. You know, we we're gonna mess up. You know, while we're trying to change our lives, you know, we're gonna make mistakes while yeah, we're I, even on that I, path. That's part of life. See, God, you know, when you make make mistake, you ask yourself, "Did I accomplish anything from?" Me? But you can't change your life. That's why I try to tell people you can't change. If you put in the our Father God, He know you're gonna make bad choices. This how you you have to go through something to be able to talk about it. Now when you you grow, you know what I'm saying? You like me, I've been out twenty years. I know if I if I make one mistake, we're gonna cause me lose my freedom. When I ask myself, do I don't lose my freedom or stay out? I got too much to lose. I got grandkids. I got the two sets of great grandkids. It's an easy decision to yeah, make. Yeah, what it is. Uh-huh. I think about it. Uh-huh. I say if I want to go to the, going, if I'm going straight ahead, I go left or right. I must keep keep on the right path. What God showing me. Mm-hmm. If I step out, I say God forgive me. Yeah, and he get, and he says okay, just get back on. Tra- it's okay. Get right up back on track. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because that translates into so many different things. You know. In our life, right? We're trying to do good. We mess up. It's okay. Just start again. Like, it's okay. You messed up today. Tomorrow's a new day. Start over. Fine. Boom. Same thing like with physical fitness or whatever, diets or whatever. 
You gonna you gonna know, like make mistakes. Yeah. You you learn from your mistakes. And then you just jump back, right, right back on. Just see that light though. If you ever read the Bible about the pilot son, there were two brothers. One of them went to his father's day, he wanted to get his hern, and he stayed there with his daddy. And when the one came back, dad did all the food. One went home, killed, killed the one, came back. See, that's where I was. I didn't have no somebody to tell me about that. I had to learn the Bible by myself. Who taught me how to read the Bible and understand about the Holy Spirit? Mm -hmm. I had to be sick in the last, I had to lay out about three years left. I told the warden, put me in sick. He said, you, Are you scared? I said, No, I want to be, I want to learn something. He said, Look at me, Simon. You want to learn something? I'm looking at your record, how you were. You said, You want to change? You know, like this. They told me my mom had died. That changed me too. I lost my best friend. So I, was, I was looking for father to see my mama, being with my mom. But when my third, when my little mother, my little brother died, I put a pistol in my head. My brother, other brother, my older brother died December 5th when I had my heart surgery. That that's a whole lot of things I know what we went through. We didn't put that, none of that, in there, but that, that's part of me. I know what God done did for me. And that way I share it so much. You know, I don't want to go back. I tell my wife, if you want to leave, don't wanna, if I leave, don't come, don't burn my phone, don't come to me. If you want to, you ain't called now. But I got the choice. I'm tired, I'm tired. I can't rest. But let's do what how life is. I let you get to my father. I thank God for it. And you're going to help me out a lot. To open, to me open up to somebody. Okay, somebody on. Yeah, bring the ball here, pick it back up, and then toss some more. There's a, there's a piece. There's a, there's an actual piece to it. Yeah. You know, um, whatever we want to call it, surrender, whatever. There's a piece to it. Yeah. You know, because we're constantly fighting the world, whatever. We're in here. There's a battle constantly with family, jobs, and there's a constant fighting, constant fighting. You know, and when you surrender, it's like, you know what? I'm just going to, you know, do my best. I'm going to behave properly. And I'm just going to just just kind of surrender and let, let it, you know, kind of let go, you know? Trying to control everything sometimes, you know? See, if not, if not our fight, is going to give flesh and blood. That means Satan and God fight. Satan Trying to take it, we kind of rule God, that's what it is. Yeah, that's I mean, I always, I find, I tell him all the time, you can't, you can't have this body, it's from somebody else. You can't have it. That's right. That's right. I, I enjoy it. Yeah, because, you know, there's like this moment that it's like, like, there came a moment in my life as a, an adult, I couldn't, I couldn't figure shit out until I was maybe... 38, 39, you know. But they come on when I made a choice. They said, you know what? I want to live my life in a proper manner. And then I started trying to follow, you know, a certain way of life to, to live more properly, you know. But but it, it, it had to it had to be born in me to want to do it. 
Like it took 40 years, you know. I was lost in the wilderness for 40 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So see, these type of things that 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 they talk in the scriptures are, you know, they they have like also metaphorical meanings, you know. This mm -hmm. being lost for 40 years. Most adult men don't mature till we're 40, yeah, you know. Yeah. Because we're just in our own world about whatever, especially nowadays with technology and everything, we're in our own world. We just need to start focusing more and 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 have some responsible adults like yourself and myself yeah. and others out there who are going to step up to the challenge and accept the challenge of 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 being um, an example to the to the youngsters of being an example to our neighbors and to our families and yeah. to our nephews and you know our children you know what i'm saying but there's another thing to that to that do you like see how old when you how were you when you were you adult or you were no teenager See you, you went a later than me. See, I went. I thank God I went to prison. It made me a better person. I got all my younger from my uh, in the prison. Now I want something. If I went with the prison, I wish I got older. I wouldn't be a better person I am today. But I see it, cause you know I I wouldn't. I had a grown man body. I still had a child mind. I yeah. get, my mind had to catch up with my body. Yeah, yeah. And I had God to help me and show me what I need to do. <clears throat> See, when I lost my mama, my brother, my other brother, it made me a better person. So I always depend on my mom. She always gonna be there. And she always gonna, long I got God, long I got my mama on the earth, I didn't need God. See, God, I find God is very jealous. When He takes somebody, He loves you. He loved you more because he thought about Jesus. He gave up something. He gave up to Jesus for the world. The world still doing the same old thing. Martin Luther King died for it, for the kind of brain people. They still doing the same old thing. All this, they put all these people in front of us. They still doing it. The yeah. world gonna be world. Yeah. They gotta make up their mind if they want how they want to live their life. Huh? <laughs> I can only. Uh... You know, if, if, if we choose, if society or, or humanity chooses to listen to these teachers that are, you know, that come along every once in a while, you know, these great teachers like, like Dr. King, you know, great minds, you know, if, if we choose to ignore them or even back in, like, you know, erasing history, not looking at somebody's words because they're white or whatever stupid, crazy, like we're in trouble. But, you know, but I think together... But what we do here and what you're doing on your own, what other people are doing out there is we're all individually making changes in our own circle of, mm -hmm. of influence. You know, I have my circle of influence. You have your circle of influence. Others do the same too. And then at some point, as my as my circle grows bigger, it's, it's, it, then our circles start interacting with each other. You know, like our networks or whatever. But mm -hmm. the thing is that we're out there and that we continue doing what we're doing through whatever format, you know, like... Format whether it's on on YouTube, on podcasts, at churches, you know, uh, amongst each other when we're at cookouts and stuff. These times that people take to to speak with each other, we gotta take advantage of every moment, you know, because yeah, they pressure them. But see, a lot, see, a lot of people put the they but they won't they, they won't they won't God do this for them. They, 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 they are. If God, I do this. For, you do this for me. I do this for you. You both a volunteer to do what you hold in your life. They said they didn't bring no strength to 
I have a child, no one come with no man. You have to do the Bible. But you can teach them, you can, you can like I said, train up a child, show where he go. When he get older, he get poor. But I didn't have all this. I thank God my granddaddy didn't know the Bible. He taught me how to be a man. I teach my kids. And when, like, when I got with this lady, I wasn't ready to be a father. I didn't raise my daughter because her grandma raised me. That's new to me. It's a new, a new generation to me. But I'm learning that. I'm ready to be a father. I'm ready to be a husband. But my wife ain't ready yet. Because there's a lot of things she brings. She don't have a bad relationship with her. all these kids. She got to do about She got six kids. All of them got different daddies. And she bring all that back in the, in the marriage. I said, I ain't did nothing to you because I love you. You bring all that bad stuff that you had long back, long happened for my time. Yeah, you're right. He was a deadbeat, and you're a deadbeat too. And I always said, if I'm a deadbeat, I'm still a deadbeat. I'm not going to change to make you happy. I'm going to do what God wants. God's ahead, you come behind me. If you don't like to follow me, that is dope. You're wrong about your business. I ain't going to go to hell for you no more. And I don't try you with my eyes on. Sob dollar always a Lancaster back over him. This is my last time around with him. You ain't, you ain't ready to do right? Holly. Unfortunately, keep on pushing. I've been married twice. I think married the first time 40 years. I got married. We didn't live together for two months. And I was gone. Life, life is crazy, man. Well, like but we gotta be able to learn from it. Yeah. You know, and and going forward, making better choices. You know, and that's what's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. It you know what? We're gonna wrap up since we've been here. We're almost at the two-hour mark. And uh, man, I really want to thank you. Uh, we'll have you back again, man. Um, you know, I I'm gonna keep at this. You know. Um, I, uh, I want to thank you, you know, for, for spending some time with us here, for our listeners out there in the world, you know, hearing your story and, uh, you know, just keep at it. You know, that's all we can do is it just you just keep at it gonna be more, best as you gonna can. It's going to be more and more of this. ain't going to be better. I'm going to talk more about my my offense and some things. I want people to sell who I am. Don't, look, don't judge me because of my past. That's gone. Yeah. That man is gone. Yeah. I'm looking toward the future. I'm trying to save soul. I'm trying to save people there on the field. I'm trying to save life. It's all up to them. I hope somebody get, give me a response for it. And, and I want to, I'm coming back again with more and more. I'm talking more and more about my life. <laughs> yeah. on, I got man. a lot of things to tell you. I appreciate it too, man. And uh, I want to thank you guys out there too um, for checking in with us as y'all do every day. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Joe. Um, and if it was edifying, you know, please uh, send, in, send in some um, some comments. Uh, y'all got the uh, email in the description. I uh, want to thank you guys again for checking in. Uh, and uh, just, it just means so much to me. Uh, please tell your friends if you like this episode, share with your peoples out there and let them know about us. Uh, again, thanks to my guest, Joe. Uh, Donnell, and uh, you're gonna he, we're gonna have him back again soon. So y'all keep an eye out out there. All right, guys. So y'all stay safe out there. Um, love you guys. I appreciate the time that you spent with us all the time, every day.
or every other day or once a week or whatever it is. Uh, and I really appreciate you guys out there. So uh, y'all stay safe out there. Keep yourself safe. And check back soon. Love you guys. Peace.